Why can't I quit this North Carolina team? Just when I think they've turned a corner, it all comes crashing down. And just when I think there's no returning from the dead, they string a couple wins together. <sighs> you are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Tuesday, March 7th, 2023. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. We're going to look ahead at some things I think Carolina needs to do if they want to win the ACC tournament and take some time to reflect on the last couple games ahead for the seniors. But first, seriously, why, why can't I quit this reeling me back in i i want to either be like i'm all in or i'm all out but i just my emotions are going like this right you're you're probably with me you've been experiencing the same well here it is i very legitimately believe this team can win the ncaa tournament will they i don't know can they yes absolutely they have the talent to do so that's part of the reason. Another part of the reason is, quite frankly, as I look around the rest of the ACC, there's no one else in the conference that's overwhelming me or saying like, hey, this team is far and above head and shoulders over North Carolina because it's just simply not true this season. There is no one ACC team that's like, oh, that's the team that you expect to win the ACC tournament. So why not the Tar Heels? And it's quite simple. The team. Every last one of them, every player from one to the last guy on the bench has to be willing to sacrifice personal interests and make the right team decisions. And when I say that, it's everything from practice to preparation to the games itself. And in the game, that sacrifice has to be every single play. On this play, what is my role? What do I have to do on this play for North Carolina to be successful? Okay, I'm going to execute that. What is the one thing I can do on this play to put my team in position to win? Okay, I'm going to execute that. Make sure we're ready to go with it. That's what survive and advance is all about. And that's what I've been preaching for weeks now, that that's what Carolina has to do. Survive and advance. One game at a time, distill it down to one half at a time, one four-minute chunk of play at a time, and within that, just every little thing. What is the best pass I can make right now? What is the best positioning on the court? How do I interact within this play that we're running and do that? Is this the best shot for me to take this right now? No, move it along. Next guy gets the ball. That's what we're trying to accomplish always. I think part of Carolina's inability to realize their potential this year is the inability to be dialed in on every play. As we've talked about, kind of ad nauseum now at this point, but because it's been a season-long thing. The Tar Heels have not been what I would call blown out in any game, although there have been games where it's felt like they were going to get blown out. They've only been outscored by double digits once in their 12 losses. That was at Indiana by 12 points. And so the problem is, as you look at so many of these wins... It would just be a couple possessions different that if one player 
or or one play had gone differently over the course of three possessions for either team, Carolina or their opponent, the Tar Heels probably would have won. And when you add up just all those little moments across the course of the season, you find yourself in the position you're in now where you've lost nine ACC games and 12 games overall. That's tough to deal with. And, and when you look at it again, that one double digit loss was not a conference game. So all nine conference losses, none of them have been by double digits. So what do you have to do to get rid of that? What do you have to do to make sure that that is not what's happening? Well, Carolina took care of a lot of that. Remember, when we got to the point four games left in the regular season, Coach Pat Kilby and I said, we think the magic number is five. You win three games um, in the regular season and then at least two in the ACC tournament. And they, they did the part of that in the regular season. They won the first three of those, lost that last one to Duke. But looking at it now, and, and the way things have played out, I'm not so sure that that magic number of five is going to be enough because of how things have played out. Heels, again, they did go three and one, beating Notre Dame, Virginia, and Florida State. But that loss to Duke, boy, it cuts deep more than just we lost to Duke. I, I think if Carolina had won that game, man, I wouldn't say they'd be necessarily in for sure right now, but boy, they would be sitting in a really good position. So, Whereas I thought it was two more right now, I believe that they still need three more wins and it's got to be against the right three opponents. As we talked about on yesterday's show, uh, obviously beating your first game is either going to be Boston college or Louisville beating either of those teams does nothing for you. All you can do there is just avoid a loss on Wednesday. And then you're going to play NC state A win there is massive. That's a Q one win because a Q one opportunity in a neutral site environment is top 50 Virginia's 30 right now in the net. And then if you're so fortunate as to move on, it really needs to be NC state that you see on the other side of the bracket, even though they're a lower seeded team, Clemson is the third ranked team and that's who'd play uh, who Carolina would play if the seeding held. But that's not what it looks like right now uh, because Clemson would not be a quad one game. Carolina needs it to be NC State waiting there in the semifinals again if they make it that far. Um, so that that's part of it um, is Carolina needs to, to stack up those quad one games. Another part of the reason that that five game magic number probably isn't enough is because some of the other bubble teams have won. Not all of them, but like, Penn State has gotten back-to-back kind of lucky, quite frankly, victories. Um, you've seen some of those other things like that. Michigan lost, which is good, but um, Wisconsin pulled out a victory at Minnesota on Sunday night, things like that. But again, you know what? Why even bother with having to worry and wait around about it? Just go out and win the ACC tournament. Just take that decision out of the selection committee's hands. Just win, win, win. And again, it's one game at a time. You just have to beat Boston College or Louisville. And then you got to figure out, okay, how do we beat Virginia? And then figure out how do we beat Clemson or NC State or whoever it is. And then if, you, if you're able to get to the championship game, how do we beat Duke or Miami or who, Pitt, whoever's sitting there waiting from the other side of the bracket? And Carolina can do that. And that's why it's so hard. And I asked the question to start, how, does, how can I not quit this team? Because it's just tantalizing enough where it seems like they could do it. So 
How do they go about making that happen? What are some of the things that need to come together for Carolina to actually win the ACC tournament? Oh, man, I'll tell you about that in just a second. But first, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories? Well, if you're like me and you're trying to eat a little bit healthier like me this year, like uh, drinking four of these water bottles a day, which I'm trying to do right now, but you don't want to compromise the taste, then I've got just the thing for you. And that's Built Bar. Because with Built, healthy is actually tasty. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro and peanut butter brownie. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste just like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and yet a whopping 17 grams of protein. Plus, now you don't have to go wait on a box by your door to come from Built.com. Why? Because now you can pick these up at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So if you got a big old cheaper by the dozen family, go get it at Sam's Club. If you just need a box for yourself, head on down to Walmart, get a four count box. I promise you, you won't be disappointed in Built Bar, a proud sponsor of the Locked On Network. Okay, so I said it. What are we looking at for Carolina to pull off an ACC tournament championship? It'd be great if they could string together a couple quad one wins, but again, the only way to certainly guarantee your place in the NCAA tournament at this point because of what happened this season is to go win the whole thing. So what does it take? I've got four things for you. Number one, you look at it and Carolina has to win four games in four days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And that seems doable. Again, when you look at the bracket in front of you, obviously you should beat Boston College or Louisville. You've already beaten Virginia, who would be your next opponent. And you should have beaten them twice. You've already beaten NC State and Clemson, who would probably be your semifinal opponent. And then that's when it gets a little tougher in the championship game because you're likely going to see Miami, Duke, or uh, Pitt, none of whom have you beaten this year. Carolina is 0-5 against those three schools. Aside from that, winning four games in four days seems doable for Carolina. But what about the depth factor? That's the first thing I want to look at that Carolina has to do. Because as we well know, Coach Davis has not been someone who has played a ton of depth. Some of that is they haven't always performed well. Some of that is whatever concerns that there may be internally. But if you're going to pull off four games in four days, You cannot do it by playing Leaky Black 40 minutes or RJ Davis 40 minutes game after game after game. I know it kind of worked for Kimball Walker one year or whatever, whatever it was, but that's just not a scenario that's going to be able to play out very often. So if Carolina wants to be able to win four games in four days, you cannot wait till Friday or Saturday to start factoring in, hey, we got to play some depth. That has to start on Wednesday against Boston College or Louisville. We need to play depth in order to keep guys fresh as long as possible so that we can make as deep a run as possible in this tournament this week. So again, if Carolina wants to do that, it has to start against Boston College or Louisville on Wednesday. Number two, if Carolina wants to win this ACC tournament, they need to get a lead, they need to keep a lead, and they need to extend a lead. We talked about on yesterday's show that that is precisely what they've not been able to do this season and why they've lost so many of these games you would typically expect them to win. Because, again, they've not been able to necessarily close 
or extend leads. And both of those things have been bad. So that's why I'm saying Carolina needs to get a lead, which they've done fine with that. Eight of their 12 losses, they've held a second half lead. And they need to keep a lead and they need to extend a lead. Because what does that allow North Carolina to do? It allows you to play the depth, right? If you have a 20-point lead over Boston College, say, that allows you to put R.J. Davis on the bench for a while, put Armando Baycott on the bench for a while, things like that. Carolina also is able, therefore, if, if they get a lead, keep a lead, and extend a lead, to establish a winning mentality. There's just something of like, getting this lead and then stomping on an opponent and not letting them get back off the mat that just says, yeah, we are capable of doing this. So that's point number two on what Carolina, I believe needs to do to pull off an ACC tournament championship. Number three, RJ Davis has to be the main facilitator of this team. I get, and no one understand that Caleb love came in as the higher ranked player that Caleb love is the one that's made some big shots. But all season long, all preseason leading up to this, we talked about R.J. Davis having to be the kind of linchpin that makes this team go, the tough little nut, whatever you want to say that is part of the Carolina tradition. That has not been allowed to happen enough this season with R.J. being the main facilitator. And even when he has, it often feels like he's having to look over his shoulder at, do I need to share with Caleb kind of thing. RJ has to be freed to be the main facilitator for this team. He just has to. He he is the one that I trust most to make the right reads, to make the right decisions, to get the right shot for the right guy at the right time, even when that's himself. I, I know, because I've heard him talk about it in interviews, that Caleb believes he can make those decisions. But he's not proven capable of doing so throughout this season. And so I would rather see the ball in the hands of RJ consistently for this team to reach their potential, which at this point is just winning this tournament. So I want RJ to have the ball in his hands. And then fourth, what do I think needs to happen for Carolina to win an ACC tournament championship? Shot selection. It's got to be dialed in, and it hasn't been. It just hasn't been. This team is a capable shooting team. They've got good shooters. It's proven in their free throw percentage, right? Like guys that can step to the line and deliver. But why does it consistently not translate to games all season long? That just doesn't make sense. Except for when you look at the shots that are being taken. When you think about shot selection and the fact that North Carolina is a capable shooting team, the problem is that they've often taken the wrong shots. So if I'm looking at what needs to change, Carolina's got to start taking the right shots. And not only that, but it has to be the right shots from, because not everyone is a knockdown shooter or a great shooter. There are guys like Leakey is a great example of this, who will from time to time make multiple big shots for you. But more often than not, the shots that I want Leakey taking is attacking the rim, getting downhill, and doing that. He's utilized that pump fake really well of late. But you noticed late in the game against Duke, they started to sag back off him because he wasn't hitting. So it's got to be the right shots from the right players, and Carolina has to viciously guard making that happen. There cannot be settling, right? It has to be everyone 
all on board with this. Like, Hey, no, keep the ball going. You don't take that shot there. Someone has to step up and hold everyone accountable to those types of things. If we ceiling, if we want to make this NCAA tournament, then as we talked about in the first part of the show today, we have to sacrifice. We have to get rid of selfish desires or, you know, whatever we think we have to say, I want to make sure we're getting the right shot. And part of this too, as we think about shot selection, Carolina might shoot the lights out on Wednesday against Boston College or Louisville. But given the season-long numbers and, and averages and things we've seen, I can almost guarantee you they will not fill it up from beyond the arc four straight days. There's just not been nothing this season to indicate that that is a possibility. And so while we might see it Wednesday, we probably then wouldn't on Thursday, or maybe we would Wednesday and Thursday, but not on Friday. And so it's got to start Wednesday with Carolina viciously guarding their desire to get the right shot for the right people at the right times in the right places. That just has to be how Carolina operates into this week. And you got to make sure you get the right guys on the floor to do that. For example, we had Armando Baycott sitting at the bench waiting to check in for multiple minutes against Duke on Saturday night. Carolina probably should have called a timeout there to get their MVP back in the game, but they didn't. It's things like that. Right shots, right players, right time, all of that. <sighs> Deep breath coming out of that. Why? Well, despite the frustrations of this season, and frankly, there are many that we've had, we have to enjoy this ride because it's almost over. There are not many games left, and there are players that will move on, whether through graduation or transfer. And I want to make sure that we've taken time to stop before it's all gone and take stock of what this team has done for us. And we'll do that in just a second. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. We've just passed the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to who's going to make the NBA Finals or whatever it is. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a first chance at a bigger payout with the game parlay. So don't miss the opportunity to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Once again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn all about it. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So here's what I want to talk about as we wrap today. You have an opportunity to cherish this ride, to cherish the final minutes, the final games, the final days with these young men that have poured their heart and soul and sweat and tears and lives into this thing. I know that this season has been frustrating. But once again, these are young men that you care about and love, even when they drive you batty. Even when you're, Caleb, why are you taking that shot? Think about what he's done for this university. I know he's not graduating, but probably going to be moving on, whether it's professional or whatever it may be. And, and this, this is true for everyone, fans, players, coaches, staffers, managers, other personnel, everyone. It's, it's going to wrap. 
whether this week or in a couple weeks. No, even if Carolina makes it somehow to the national championship game, it'll all be over in a month. That's just the reality of how this works out year after year after year. So, despite it all, despite the frustrations, the maddening losses, the inability to close, you love this university. You love this team and these players, these coaches. Or you wouldn't be here, right? You're listening to this or watching this because you love the University of North Carolina. You love this basketball team. You want the best for them. You hope the best for them. And so I ask you to cherish it. There is only one more guaranteed game this season, and that is Wednesday against either Boston College or Louisville in the second round of the ACC tournament. Now, we we expect that, you know, even if Carolina doesn't make the NCAA tournament, they will probably be invited to the NIT, and they will probably accept an invite to the NIT and probably be a top one or two seed there. But don't, don't rag on that. And I know it's disappointing, but cherish these last games with Leaky Black. Think about all the memories you've poured into this young man, everything he's been through, all the struggles you've gone through with him. Think about Armando Baycott, who has been one of the biggest North Carolina cheerleaders that I can remember. From, from the moment he committed to this university until the day he dies, he is going to be championing that university there in the in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And that's almost over. Unless he comes back, which is still potentially on the table. For Pete Nance, I know it's been a short time and a short season with him, but this young man chose to come here when he could have gone somewhere else. And I know there's, even as I'm saying that, I hear people saying, oh boy, I wish he had gone somewhere else. Fine, great. You feel how you want to feel. I'm grateful that Pete Nance came to North Carolina and gave this team in this university, his last year in college. And even guys like that you saw come out on the floor to start the senior night game. Jackson Watkins and Justin McCoy. I know Justin McCoy transferred from Virginia and he's not been great on court. But man, when you hear people talk about him and everything he's given, um, how much his teammates love him, you should be thankful. When you think about a guy like Jackson Watkins, who's a walk-on, and the, the fact that he got to dig in and help cause that turnover on Kyle Filipowski to start the Duke game on Saturday night, that is a moment that he will never forget, nor anyone in his family, nor anyone, you know, his wife or whomever. Jackson Watkins will always remember that moment. And you should be grateful that he has been such an integral part of his team prepare for what they're going to do game in and game out. Think about Leaky Black's mom and all the times you've heard her screaming or yelling or interacted with her on social media or whatever it may be. These are the fleeting moments that come and go before you know it. And so I just want to ask you, as you lead up to Wednesday in this game, cherish it. As you're interacting with the game as wonderful or as frustrating as it'll be, we don't know yet, but cherish those moments. And if they should be so lucky as to get to play more, live those up too. Sure, be mad and frustrated and upset when things don't go well. But when things do, celebrate that. Because in just a week or or four weeks, whenever it is, we will unfortunately have to 
close the chapter on another college basketball season and then have to sit and wait with bated breath till we do it all over again next fall and game starting in November. And I know we'll move on to cheer for other sports like baseball and the other lacrosse and other spring things going on. And then we'll cheer for the football team and Drake Mays last year and all of that. But there's just something different about North Carolina basketball that always brings you back for more. And so as this season comes to a close, let me just say one more time, cherish the ride. Think back on all your memories with these guys and be grateful because they've poured their heart and soul into this thing, just like you have, and they care and it matters. North Carolina basketball, it's a thing of beauty, even when it's a frustrating year. Well, guys, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Please, if you would, go leave us a review on Apple Reviews or wherever else you have those. It just helps bring people in. I want to remind you, I'm going to check this number in real time. We are within 50 YouTube subscribers of hitting 5,000 on the Locked on Tar Heels YouTube channel. That is insane. 4,953. We need just 47 more subscribers. Would you consider being one of those if you haven't already? Our goal is to get there by the time of the national championship game ends, but I'm telling you right now, we're going to cross that line before there. Would you help us do that? You can also subscribe to the show on anywhere you listen to podcasts, smash the like button, leave comments on your thoughts. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this team, closing memories, things like that. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels and me at Isaac Shade. Email us, LockedOnTarHeels at gmail.com. Love to hear from you, your nominations for Heels of the Week. Also, don't forget to check out our brand new college basketball podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Experts, myself and Andy Patton, bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. This week, we're getting you ready for conference tournaments, get your selection Sunday, all of that. Plus, hear from big name experts, coaches, players throughout the college basketball landscape. It's available on YouTube and anywhere else you get podcasts. Thanks so much for hanging out with me on a Tuesday as we're kind of in this in-between of the regular season and heading into the ACC tournament. Should be fun. I hope you get ready to roll out the cart in your classroom with the TV on it. Oh, man. Remember those days? Those were great. I want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace. Peace.